Is there a habit you've been participating in for what feels like forever that you know doesn't serve you anymore but you just can't imagine giving it up? Of course you do because you're a human with a brain. This episode today is for you. Episode number 56, the pre-work for changing a habit. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, the podcast where thought work, emotional intelligence, and universal law come together to empower women to master their brain BS so they can get what they really want out of life. I am your host, Maureen Kapkis, a doctor of occupational therapy, a certified life coach, and an expert on brain BS. My mission is to inspire you to look within, push past your fears, and understand that you alone are responsible for everything you create in your life. So sit back, fasten your seatbelts, and let's get started on a journey of self-discovery that's going to lead you to where and who you truly want to be. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. Greetings from sunny Santa Barbara, where it's actually going to be 80s and sunny every day this week in February in Santa Barbara, which is unheard of, but I am going to take it and I'm going to appreciate it and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. It's going to go back into the 60s next week, so it's been really fun with the pool and swimming and getting out there and I can still do it when it gets a little chillier, so Life is good from that standpoint. Um, I am finishing. I finished up the alcohol experiment. I'm drinking moderately. I'm learning a lot. I'm in different groups and I'm, I'm recognizing that there really isn't a whole lot of support out there or education for people who are drinking more than they want habitually, but not as addicts or alcoholics and how they can learn about the habit and how they can change it and create a new relationship with it. I'm not finding that information out there. I've been looking for it because I'm curious. I also noticed that most of the coaches that are coaching on drinking aren't drinking anymore. They've entirely given it up. So I find that interesting too, um, that they're coaching on moderate drinking when they're not doing moderate drinking. Just something that has um, resonated with me. So that is, I'm really looking into that. I think I'm going to create a new Facebook group for the habitual drinker who wants to understand the habit a little bit more in case they want to cut back a little bit, or if they want to stop altogether, they'll have all the information they could possibly need to address it from every standpoint, not just the quantity and how much they have or how frequently or all those crazy rules that everybody puts in place. Um, well, I'm only going to drink on the weekends and I'll have wine on Fridays. And <laughs> so that is not going to work. But the emotional and the thought part of quitting is really where all the answers lie. Because you know, I've said that a million times and I'm saying it a little differently now. I used to say thoughts trigger feelings and those lead to actions and give us the results. But now my new coach puts it as a think, act, feel cycle and that's just like it's the same thing it's just different words whenever we get a result is because we think something we get a feeling and then we act on it so that's why we drink the way we do that's why we eat the way we do that's why we gamble that's why we you know are workaholics whatever it is that we do that's why the think act feel cycle and most of the literature doesn't address that and then when i start looking into it I notice that every person thinks their way is the right way 
and that that's the only way. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it in the episode today because I think it's valuable to have a foundation in place and some knowledge of what what is out there, what the options are. I mean, some people who haven't done any of this work that I'm doing, this is going to blow you away because you've never heard it. You've never heard it addressed this way. So I, I want to get people educated. I want to get this information out there. And I think I could do that in the Facebook group. So when I decide what the name of that group is, I think it's going to call, be called Mastering the Habit. I would love it if you joined. If you're a drinker, and when I say a drinker, I mean a drinker at all. It could be that you just have it on the weekends. It could be that you have it every Wednesday night for a particular reason. Um, it could be that you drink every night. Whatever it is, I would love to have you join the group and get a conversation going about drinking and all the emotions that are attached to it. And I promise you, there's a lot of you beating yourself up and it's completely unnecessary. That's the biggest takeaway I got from taking the month off and it is liberating and it feels like freedom. I love it. I no longer have an excuse for not having everything perfect in my life. And I know exactly what I need to do moving forward. And I have a clear vision for my business. So becoming educated and taking a break. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Taking a break is truly necessary to really take this all in. But taking a break could mean don't do it on Friday and just do it on Saturday. You know what I mean? Taking a break doesn't have to mean completely stopping altogether. I recommend it because it's like the best way to learn how to experience your emotions, but it's definitely not, uh, uh, what's the word prerequisite. You, you could learn and still drink. You don't even have to change your drinking habit to benefit from what I'm about to tell you. So let's get started. Episode number 56, the pre-work for changing a habit. So I'm going to focus on three points today around this. And that is there, I, I think it's important to educate yourself first, like I said. So I think we need to learn how to cultivate a loving and kind relationship with ourselves. We need to understand the habit and we need to recognize there is no right way. There is only your way. And I'll explain what I mean about all of these. So let's start with learning to cultivate a loving and kind relationship with yourself. It's important to understand and recognize that the relationship that we have with ourselves is the foundation for everything in life. Now I can list a million reasons why, and I have throughout the blog and the podcast, but for the purpose of this week, I'm gonna limit it to two primary reasons. The first is related to the think-act-feel cycle that gives us our results. The second is that we treat other people like we treat ourselves, so it would just improve our relationships overall. So let's dive into both of these and take a closer look at them. The think-act-feel cycle is the same as thoughts trigger feelings, those lead to actions, and those give us a result. Generally speaking, if we're having a negative thought that inspires fear, doubt, and anxiety, or something like that, we're more likely to shut down and stay stuck in the same action. If we continue to perform the same actions, we cannot get a different result. For example, say I desire the result of no longer wanting to drink. If my primary thought is, oh my God, this is going to be so hard, that will create fear and doubt. And my relationship with alcohol will most likely stay the same. If on the other hand, I think I'm going to do this in baby steps and have my back no matter what happens, 
that can trigger a feeling of hopefulness or maybe inspiration to make one small change at a time. Now, I want to point out that one of the reasons we numb ourselves with food, alcohol, shopping, Netflix, whatever it is, is because of the way we think about ourselves at both the conscious and subconscious level. I am not suggesting we have to get this relationship totally figured out before we can change our behavior because that is a lifelong endeavor. I am just endorsing that we make a commitment to be kind and loving to ourselves no matter how we show up before we attempt to get a different result. Just to be clear again, that does not mean judgmental thoughts about ourselves will not come up still. It means we just become more aware of them and we commit to not buying into them no matter how tempted we might be to do so. And we'll be tempted because that's a habit too. It also means that we commit to forgiving ourselves when we make choices we regret and not turn it into a big drama or an all or nothing scenario. We just acknowledge the thought errors or mistakes and get back at the process of changing our relationship with old habits and ourselves like we would if we were learning to ride a bike and we fell off it. We just get back on the proverbial bike and continue to learn how to master our habit with no judgments or negative emotions. If we can lose the self-loathing and stay committed to being kind and loving toward ourselves in the process, we will experience greater success and we will for sure feel a hell of a lot better. Okay, so now we're going to talk about understanding the habit. <clears throat> I really thought about the way I ordered my bullets uh, for presenting information in my blog and podcast this week. I changed them a few times because I was trying to get it straight in my head. Cultivating a loving relationship with yourself became a no-brainer as the first one because no matter where we are, what we're doing, who we're with, or what is happening, that is a foundation we need to fill peace, joy, and acceptance. I decided that understanding the habit and why we want to change as the next step because it will enlighten us and help us to uncover hidden thoughts and feelings we do not even realize were there. Since the think-act-feel cycle is so important with how we get results, I think our thoughts and beliefs must be explored before we move on to trying to find a solution. Let me give you a scenario to show you what I mean. Say you decide you're going to stop the habit of overeating and commit to losing 20 pounds. If you don't explore why you have been overeating in the first place, you won't really understand why you have your current results. You also won't understand how your brain has become wired for the habit and that you taught your brain it will be rewarded with food when you experience uncomfortable emotions or urges. Adding to the problem, you would get confused about what your actual problem was and why you experienced it. You would think for sure that overeating was your problem and you were overweight because you were weak, flawed, or a loser or something along those lines. If you did not take the time to understand habits and urges, you would not know that overeating was not the source of your problem. You would not realize that overeating was just the action you took when you were thinking a particular thought that triggered an emotion. If you learned about the think-act-feel cycle, you would know that the overeating stemmed from thoughts you were having and your inability to feel uncomfortable emotions. I think this is all really valuable information to be aware of when you're trying to figure out how to lose weight and what will work for you. Let me give you an example to really bring home my point. If you did not take time for the first two steps I mentioned above before you attempted to lose weight, you would not be fully informed as to what program or plan might be the best one for you. 
you most likely would be pretty self-critical because you never cultivated that loving relationship with yourself and you totally bought into all or nothing thinking. You would probably focus a lot on the diet you would be eating, keep track of counting calories and completely overlook the thoughts that triggered feelings that inspired you to eat and become overweight in the first place. You would choose to rely on willpower and discipline to help you lose weight and then beat yourself up when you had mishaps. And you would for sure have mishaps because willpower has a cap and is not sustainable long term. My main point here is that in order to create a new relationship with your habits and yourself in the process, you have to understand the way you were thinking at both the conscious and subconscious level. This is where we find the solution. So if you just pick the keto diet, you don't get any support and you just follow the rules for the keto diet, you're not addressing any of the emotional or mental part of why you became overweight and it's never going to be successful long term. All right, so let's go to there is no one way, there is only your way. Let's face it, there are a lot of so-called experts out there telling us how to do anything and everything. In fact, you might even think that is what I'm doing here, but hear me out because I actually think I have a different take than most experts. I want to offer you that it is your responsibility to figure out the best way for you to change your relationship with a habit that is no longer serving you. You might say, well, if I knew how to do that, I would just do it and not need any help. <clears throat> I want to explore this concept and illustrate how differently your life plays out depending on the way you're thinking. Let's first look at the thought that it is our responsibility to find out what way is going to work for us when it comes to changing or breaking our habits. When we look at the situation like this, it sort of feels empowering, doesn't it? It might even inspire us or trigger curiosity, which is what we need to discover all the options available to us in this age of the internet. I mean, come on now. It is not like the old days where we had to go to a library to look up books to find the answers we were searching for. You can pretty much Google anything these days and get your questions answered immediately. So let's now look at the thought that I need somebody else to tell me what to do so I make sure I do it the right way. This is not only disempowering, it's also total bullshit because there is no right way that works for everybody. For example, let's look at AA. Many people are not up for labeling themselves an alcoholic and they do not want to have to commit to not drinking for the rest of their lives when they are just beginning to make changes. They might never want to. As a result of this and being conditioned that AA is the only way, they just keep putting off making changes to create new relationships with their drinking habit. They would rather just keep drinking than make such radical acclamations and commit to giving up alcohol forever. So you see what I mean? If they don't take responsibility for their recovery and are not willing to experiment and find out what works for them, they'll not be successful long term. In fact, they'll probably stay exactly the same. Another point I want to make regarding finding your way is that your way might include the only way, so to speak, from three different sources. What I'm saying here is that three separate experts can claim their way is the only way for you to achieve whatever it is you desire. But that's total BS. We do not have to buy into everything somebody says. In fact, it is our job to pick and choose what we want to accept from each expert as a solution to our problems. We find what resonates with us, discard whatever does not sit well with us, and we slowly discover our solution and create a toolbox for what works for us. Because we are feeling curious instead of defeated, 
We can play with different options and experiment a bit until we find the path for us. I don't know what your particular path will look like, but I promise you it does not have to look like anybody else's. So to recap, before we determine we are ready to actually change a habit or stop it altogether, I believe it would be beneficial to do some pre-work and prepare in advance, which is what I am talking about with this Facebook group I'm going to create. The first thing I would do is work on cultivating a loving and kind relationship with yourself so that when you come up short and display your imperfections and that's sure to happen, it won't be a big deal. In fact, it can be an opportunity to tap into love and compassion for yourself, which you can then share with the people around you. The next step is to take the time to understand the habit and how you have trained your brain to expect external rewards when it has thoughts that lead to uncomfortable emotions. Lastly, I want you to realize that there is no right way to change or stop a habit. There is only your way and it's your responsibility to figure it out. It will require you to do some research and learn about the options out there to help you. You will have to determine what resonates with you from various experts so that you can create your own path to creating a new relationship with an old habit in yourself. Trial and error does not have to be a problem, which is pretty much the primary um, purpose of what I'm talking about here today. I want to invite you to either join my current Facebook group, which is called the Brain BS Group, and message me from there if you would like to work um, with me on changing your habit with drinking or anything else for that matter. I would love to help you create a new relationship with your old habit and to help you cultivate a loving relationship with yourself. If you don't want to join the Facebook group, you could just go to www.thebrainbs.com and you can sign up for a free consult there to see what my program looks like and what it would be like to work with me. I feel really passionately about what I'm talking about here today. I am an ex-smoker. I am a moderate drinker. I used to be a habitual people pleaser and I used to beat the crap out of myself on a regular basis and I have managed to change all that around and I want to tell you that it is a much, much better way to live. I hope you learned something valuable here today. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast, do a quick review, give me five stars and share it with everyone you know. If you want to dig a little deeper, you can join me in my private Facebook group, the Brain BS Group, where I provide you with daily guidance and inspiration on how to manage your brain. If you've heard enough and you're ready to go all in with mastering your brain BS, you can sign up for a free consult at www.thebrainbs.com to see what it would be like to work with me and get all the details. Finally, if you don't remember anything else, remember this. The only thing standing between you and what you want is your brain BS.